Hey friends, welcome back. Um, so, I've been really wanting to talk about this topic that I have posted about a few different times on Instagram, and um, I, sorry if my voice sounds weird or <laughs> sick, I've been sick for about a week now, and that's p- part of why I haven't um, gotten to record anything and update this podcast, but we're going to give it a go today. <laughs> um, hopefully my thoughts are not too scattered today. But anyways, um, I wanted to talk about the, the topic of being okay with people disagreeing with you. And last night I quickly did a very scattered live video while I was, um, making pizza and, covering the topic of doing life with community and support and friendship and family and um, ministry and different things like that. And I feel like these two topics pretty go pretty well together and mesh pretty beautifully. And because you kind of end up not being able to have one without the other. You know, if you are... um, if you are valuing community and support and church and family and these, these crucial things in our lives, then you have to deal with these situations where someone might not, dis- might not agree with you or someone might have a differing opinion than you. And I think that it's really important to constantly be clarifying, be asking questions, be learning about people, and never just taking, never making assumptions about how people feel about things, and um, when they have expressed how they have felt, listen, listen well, listen deeply, don't assume Um, And of course, this goes into every aspect of life, whether it's family or spouses or um, friendships or anything like this is so, so important Um, because and I, I definitely struggle with this greatly. I can be very unkind sometimes and I've been really trying to work on that in my personal life, Um, just, you know, not jumping to conclusions and um, trying to see things from another point of view, not necessarily to change your point of view, just to see it how somebody else sees it and realize that they're not always the enemy. They're not automatically the enemy. Um, they have thoughts and opinions just the same as you do, and their opinions and their feelings about things matter just as much as you do. Like, you, you're not, <laughs> you are not the, the be-all, end-all of thoughts and opinions and that is really hard to deal with sometimes and I feel like you know in our culture especially over the last few years I mean and and everybody sees this and everybody knows this whether we or not we do anything about it or acknowledge it but we have put each other on in you know in different camps of thought and and really put a lot of dividing lines and I won't 
I will go back and say that's not just the last few years, but (laughs) because that is present in every era that has ever been. You always have people (sighs) with differing opinions, and it is so easy, so easy to just disregard people um, based on what you think they think and what your assumption of them is. Um, and I will also right out of the gate say that, yes, if you are dealing with people who consistently, um, disrespect you and disrespect your, your, um, decisions about things in your family, in your life, you know, you, we always have those situations where, um, you know, an in-law or a sister or a mother or, you know, someone in your family specifically, like this is very prevalent in families, um, you know, you make a decision with your kids and someone in your family is just all over you about it and not being nice about it at all. Yeah, that, that, that would be a situation where you would want to put some distance between yourself and that person. Um, and, and, and those are, and that's okay, you know, I don't want to make it seem like you have to put up with people who are con- consistently disrespecting you and consistently putting down your decisions and, and undermining your decisions with especially your children or your, your, your personal life. Um, that's never okay. <laughs> that's never okay. We'll just come right out and say that. Um, but when you have situations where your family, your friends even, who um, who have differing opinions are doing their best to, to understand you and to, to see things from your point of view. And even if they can't see it from your point of view or they, they, they still disagree with you, they're doing their best to meet you halfway and respect you and respect your decisions. And um, that is... Like, let that be, let that be okay, you know? They may not be able to to get on board with everything you agree with, but if they are doing their best to respect your decision, like, let that be enough. That That's okay, too. We, we don't have to see eye to eye with every single person, and we're not going to. And it's going to be hard to watch people do things that we disagree with. Um, but if, if they're opinion or decision or something that they've chosen in their life is first of all not harming you in any way and second of all not sinful then let it be okay just step back put away your sword and let them have their opinion let them have their choices we are so quick especially as Christians to try to find sin in every single thing and and make sin thing make things <laughs> said that backwards make things sin that are not sin it, it, don't don't create problems where there aren't problems don't create sin where there isn't sin does it line up with scripture does scripture call this thing that you are disagreeing about sin if not then leave it alone and let it just be a difference of opinion you are not going to 
convince someone of your side of things or your view of things by shoving it down their throat and making them think that they are somehow harming you or sinning against God when they're not. You don't have to... It's not your job to save people. It is not your job to save people from the things that you have chosen against. (laughs) That's a weird way to say that. I'm sorry if that sounded weird. But my point is that there are so many things in our world and in our life that are just normal life things. You know, where to get groceries, what kind of car to buy, what kind of vitamins to take, and what kind of medical procedures to get, and I mean, pick something, where to live, where to, where to travel, what to do with our money, what to, there are simple everyday things in this world that are not worth dying for and that are not worth that are not hills we need to die on and but but we tend to try to make them be that and that is where we run into trouble with constantly putting people on one side of a fence or another because of our personal opinions about things <clears throat> A difference of opinion is not automatically an attack on your life. First of all, it's not always about you. So quit making it all about you. And second, not everyone is out to get you. I know it feels that way. And I know that we we kind of have this us-against-the-world mentality... But it's not everyone is is your enemy. Not everyone is out to ruin your life or hurt you or hurt your children or or anything. Like some people are just living their lives in a different way that you would. And as long as what they are doing isn't sinful or harming you, again, then it shouldn't be that big of a deal. If it is sinful, then, you know, if you can't change their mind about it, then distance yourself and pray for them. But it's not your job to keep continually shoving it down their throats. You plant seeds and you leave the seeds alone. Period. You continue to live your life. And this, this literally applies to people who are living, making sinful choices, making bad choices for their lives, harmful choices, things that do indeed um, hurt you even emotionally or mentally. You, your life, your example, the life that you live is going to speak more highly than any of the angry, hurt words that you could possibly say. You can talk to someone and 
send them scripture and send them articles and send them talk to them and and confront them and do all the things until you are blue in the face and none of it is going to be more influential than you just simply living your life peacefully and kindly and showing people what they're missing you cannot just sit around and tell people you're doing something bad this is really bad for you don't do this don't do that blah 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 you can't just tell people that they're not going to listen but they're going to watch you they're going to watch you live out your life you're they're going to watch you do good things and live for god and glorify him in all you do That's going to speak far more highly than anything you could ever say. So, focus on that. Let that be enough. Just, just let that be enough. It is really, really easy to just keep pushing people away. And sometimes distance and boundaries... Sometimes distance is necessary. Boundaries are always necessary. <laughs> And there is a difference between boundaries and distance. It's okay to distance yourself, obviously, from people who are toxic, people who are disrespecting you, etc. We've established that. But be careful how much you push people away. Because... Yes, we can do this alone. We can do life alone. We can do parenting and marriage and home life. We can do it on our own. We can strike out and just not have anyone around us because we can do it better. Sure, you can do that. But we don't have to. And when you see, and you can look at... (laughs) There's so many examples of this. But look at the people who consistently push people away and consistently get offended at everyone and um, only want to hang out with people who are exactly on the same wavelength as they are because they just don't want to be offended and they want to, you know, only have people who are exactly the same thing as they are. watch watch the quality of their life and watch the quality of their ministry and their personal lives and their marriages and their children it it doesn't doesn't usually end well i won't say it always doesn't end well but it it's really hard it's really hard to push people away to the point of not having friendships, not having people close by that want to be around you, and not having family, not having a church, not having community to have your back at all times and to just be supporting you and cheering you on. Even even the worst, <laughs> I won't say the worst, even the the people who 
you know, if you're lucky enough to have people who they don't get what you're doing, they don't agree with it, they would never do what you're doing, they would never think what you're thinking, but they're going to cheer you on no matter what because they love you, you know? If you know, if you're if you're lucky enough to have those kind of people in your life, don't push them away because they disagree with you. Don't push them away because they're making different choices in their lives. Let them cheer you on in 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 the uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Their sincerity, you know, is there. Their love for you is there. Maybe they don't agree with you. Maybe they would do it differently, but they're still gonna cheer you on. And be ready to be that kind of person for other people too. Be ready to look at the people that you love and say, you know what, I probably wouldn't do it that way, but it's not hurting anyone and it's not sinful. I can cheer you on in this. I can I can be okay with this and I can love you regardless of what choices you make or, you know, differences of opinion. And that can be enough and that can be okay. You will grow and be so much more well-rounded if you give people a chance to explain themselves. If you give people the chance to be in your life and supporting you, even if they aren't 100% like-minded. Like-mindedness is great. And... I also am, I want to clarify, too, that um, when I'm talking about people who consistently disagree with you but still want to support you in your life, I'm not talking about someone that you would have in your home on a daily basis. I'm not talking about someone that you would literally marry when you are choosing a spouse. That person needs to be on the same page with you. That is, a, that is a place where you need to find someone who is most certainly and intimately in, in 99.9% of aspects on the same page, the same sentence as you are. You can work through a lot in marriage. You can jump over loads of hurdles and you can get through disagreements but you have the opportunity if you are single and you are looking for a spouse you have the opportunity to choose someone that you don't have to jump through so many hoops with make a good choice because making a good choice in your marriage is going to solve the majority of your problems you will not, you will not regret taking the time to find someone that you can respect that you can agree with that has the same vision and goals um a friend was having a conversation on her Instagram about finances and like th- there was, you know, some back and forth, um, different comments that were being made about how, 
you know, one person was like, well, we've never had a disagreement in mar- in our marriage about, you know, finances. It's been pretty smooth sailing so far. And, you know, that's pretty nice. And then the next person was like, well, yeah, it's been kind of rough because of blah, 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 or this, you know, we're not on the same page about finances. We have very different visions for our money or blah, blah, this and this and that. And it dawned on me. I was like, you know, this is not dawned on me. (laughs) I don't want to make it seem like this is the first time I've ever thought about this. Um, but just looking at that conversation was like, there, there, there's the answer right there. Making a good decision in your marriage, making a good decision of who to marry in the first place solves so many problems. You want to not have marital issues, money issues in your marriage. Um, Dave Ramsey always says one of the number one reasons people divorce is because of money issues. You want that not to be an issue? Marry someone who agrees with you about how to handle money. That should be something you talk about. Intensely and not overlooked. You want to marry somebody who supports your faith? You, you want to not have <laughs> you want to not have issues about which church to go to or how to raise your children marry somebody who believes the same thing as you and goes to a church that you want to go to or is willing to go to your church it's important it's so important i didn't think i was going to get on here and talk about marriage but here we are once upon a time before i met my husband um just as a anecdotal example here I (sighs) briefly stupidly (laughs) briefly was getting to know um, a guy who was a staunch Calvinist and it was all internet based he met him on homeschool alumni forum and he turned out to be super weird anyway so it was really good that it didn't work out (laughs) but I obviously was trying to talk to him about, like, what I believed, and he's like, yeah, no, <laughs> not, not happening here. I was like, well, that's a real shame, but my mom said something extremely pivotal to me at that point, was like, what do you want to teach your kids? Because this is going to be, this is going to come up. Are you, knowing what you know, knowing the studying you've done on Calvinism, And no offense to Calvinism, but it's just, it's not something that I agree with. Um, There's many, again, didn't think I was going to get on here and talk about Calvinism. (laughs) There are points that I can agree with, but on the whole, I am not a Calvinist. Um, Anyways, you know, knowing the studying that that I did on... The topic and the doctrine, was it something that I could teach my children and was it something that I wanted to, you know, not have to argue about in my marriage? And I was like, that's a really good point. (laughs) Okay, I will look elsewhere because this is not something that I, I knew I needed to find somebody that was going to agree with me wholeheartedly on doctrine and how reading scripture and like church and everything, the whole nine yards. Praise God. I did find that man. (laughs) And that is an easy part of our relationship. You know, that is the place where even if other things are, are, are rough, we can come back to 
our faith. We can come back to our church, our doctrine, our support system. And it's, it's very beautiful. It's a very beautiful place to be where it's just not something that we have to, it's not something we have to worry about. Like, I don't have to wake up and wonder if my husband is going to support me going to church tomorrow. You know, I don't have to wake up and wonder if, you know, he's going to have a problem with me teaching my son how to get saved, you know, things like that, or teaching him about heaven, or teaching him about the things that I believe. I don't have to worry about that, because it's secure, and it is important. If you value your faith, if you value the doctrine that you believe in, the church that you go to, etc., make sure the person that you are with also values that. Do not underestimate the importance of that. Okay. That's enough about marriage. I wanted to clarify all that. (laughs) Back to community and support and family and love and all those things. You do not have to do life alone. I... I started to think about new parents. This is really prevalent when you become a parent for the first time. And I've been here and I've literally done this. So this is why I feel like I can talk about it. You do not have to do raising your children alone. And I will clarify that this is not a, it takes a village to raise a child. No. No, you, you don't have... You can raise your child on your own. You can do it. You will be okay. But you don't have to. You can seek support and love and people cheering you on, even from the sidelines, even if they're not intimately helping you in, in all the nitty-gritty parts. They can still come beside you and just walk with you. There are people, and if you feel like you're alone, if you feel like you're, like you have no one, like you don't have family, you don't have friends, find those people. The internet is a valuable resource, and even if your only friends are long distance, utilize that. They can still send you encouraging text messages (laughs) on your hard days. You can still vent to them about all the things you're going through and your postpartum struggles and your child-rearing struggles and all of the things. Find friendships wherever you can. In-person friendships are invaluable. And if you can't find them, find a church to to support you. And if you're having a hard time finding a good church... Try, try mom groups. Try, try anything you can to find community. Lean on family and friends if you have them and can find them and can utilize them. Um, but don't feel like you have to be isolated. Being isolated is really hard, and I get that. And it, worst case scenario, you can't find a good church, you can't find family 
friends, you have no family supporting you, um, if the ones that are support are around you aren't supporting you, etc. Move, <laughs> find a new place to live because it's not worth feeling alone and unsupported and like like you are so isolated just just find a new place to live like there is that option we do have that option in this in our in our country in our world today like just just find a new place to live it's okay you can do that go where people are that you want to be around even if it means moving it's it's entirely an option um but i know as new parents it can it can sound so romantic to be like it's us against the world you know it's me and my husband and my baby and that's all we need because it's just our little family unit and yes you do need to work to establish that and you do need to spend time establishing your your family foundation but don't do that at the expense of pushing away everyone that can come up behind you and fill in those gaps for you because there's going to be a lot of gaps especially in the first few years of parenting like you are going to you're going to need you're going to need help from people who've been there done that before and if nothing else just to tell you hey you're doing a great job like keep going you don't you don't need advice from me you just need encouragement and you're doing great just just keep plugging away it's going to be fine don't fall into that trap of romanticizing aloneness and romanticizing the us against the world mentality because it's not enough (laughs) it it's not really enough and I mean you can apply this to marriage as well you know oh yeah it's all fun and games just you you and hubby and until something goes wrong and you have nowhere to turn even if it's just a frustrated day as simple as a frustrated day, as complicated as a true, uh, like a legitimate marriage problem. Like, if you've pushed everyone away at the expense of, well, it's just us. Like, it just needs to be us. Like, that's the romantic thing to do. That's the, you know, we don't need anybody else in our lives. Everybody else is against us. The world is against us. Nobody supports us. Blah, 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 which probably isn't true when you've pushed everyone aside, who's going to be there when you've had a bad day and you just need to lean on a friend or lean on somebody and just be like, that's really rough right now. Like, I just need to, you know, not spout off angrily, but just be like, hey, am I doing something wrong? Like, can you pray for me and my marriage? Like, we're just struggling right now. Who's gonna Who's gonna be there to pray for your marriage and pray for you and and support you and encourage you when you've pushed everyone away? So, the the bottom line of all of this is that we need support. We need community. We need differences of opinion 
to challenge us. We need support and encouragement to keep us going. We need community and family and friends to fill in the gaps where we need them to. I can't tell you what a blessing it was. I, when, I, when I had my second child, I wound up with a C-section. I literally spent about two weeks in bed because I was in a lot of pain. <laughs> a good week. And then the second week was very, very slow recovery. And I was able to have people helping me. I had my mom stay with me for two weeks. People brought us food. Friends were there in numerous ways. And I did not allow that to happen with my first child. I thought for sure nobody liked what I was doing. Nobody, everybody was against me. I bought into the horror stories of, oh my gosh, like don't, you know, keep everyone at arm's length because all they're going to want to do is, you know, tell you what to do with your kid because that's just what people do. And just as many horror stories about, about how, <laughs> as many horror stories as there are about how bad toddlers are and how bad teenagers are and how much pain birth causes you and how all of these different things people love to throw in your face. There's just as many horror stories of like, oh yeah, my sister-in-law was a complete horror and made my life just miserable because she had so many opinions about the way I was raising my kid. Okay, yeah, there are some really horrible sister-in-laws out there. But guess what? There's just as many beautiful, wonderful, supportive sister-in-laws. And if you push away your beautiful, supportive family members and loved ones because you're so afraid that they're going to turn into the nasty ones, you're going to be left with nothing. And you're going to be sitting with your first baby in your living room, freaking out because your husband went back to work and you have zero groceries in the house because you just gave birth and because you've told everybody not to come over because you're convinced that it should just be you for like a week or more, you're going to be pretty hungry. And that's where I found myself with my first baby was anxious and trying to make food at like two days postpartum when I could barely walk and thinking, wow, why did I push everyone away? Why did I, why did I make this so difficult on myself? I could have made this so much easier by accepting help and asking for help. So in conclusion, and to simply reiterate everything we've talked about today, be okay with people disagreeing with you. Learn how to be at peace with that and to be respectful of other people and their differences of opinions, especially when those opinions are neither harmful to you or sinful. Have your boundaries, but be careful that your boundaries are not unnecessary distance. We don't have to do life alone. We do not have to do anything at parenting, life, marriage. We don't have to do it alone. We don't have to 
watch our lives crumble for a lack of community. We we can choose to be kind and understanding and not shoving our opinions down everyone's throats. <laughs> we can choose to believe the best about people that disagree with us until proven wrong. We can choose to believe that not everyone is automatically out to get us or cause us harm simply because they have a different opinion. A difference of opinion is not automatically an attack on your life. And your life will be a lot more peaceful when you figure out how to be okay with people disagreeing with you and how to live in community and seek support even from people who disagree with you. When you have cheerleaders in your life, appreciate them for that. Appreciate the people who will stand by you even when they disagree. And learn how to be that person for others. Again, when it is neither harmful or sinful, be okay cheering someone on even when it's not something that you would do without trying to convince them of something or change their mind or show them the error of their ways. Let it be enough to simply love and support and be kind to each other. Because most often, that is enough. And most often, no one has asked for your opinion. Do not think of yourself so highly to believe that your opinion is the only one that matters. Line things up with scripture. Glorify God in all you do. And be kind to people. You don't have to do this life alone. You can seek support and love and community. Find a good church to be a part of. Find friendships. Value your family in whatever capacity you can. And move on with your life <laughs> and be okay with that. And that's all I've got for today. I hope this has been helpful. And if you have any thoughts, feel free to find me on Instagram and we can chat about it over there. All right. Thank you for listening. Bye.